Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back to another edition of the Ballas and Skeen Show. Uh, this is not live. Uh, we are recording live in front of uh, not a studio audience, but uh, with me, I'm Chris Ballas. With me, former Michigan All-Big Ten offensive lineman Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion, played for Bill Parcells for uh, anybody who's been living under a rock and hasn't watched this show before, and uh, along with some uh, some other Big Ten guys. You played with Harlan Barnett. I forgot I about that. And Corwin Brown. At, Corwin, uh, Corwin yeah. Brown, Bernie Leggett, Buster Stanley, a lot of Michigan and Michigan State guys out there in New England when we were there with the Patriots. Uh, so it was good. It was Why did Bill Parcells like the Michigan guys? Because they cared. Because they they weren't they were just you know guys. One of the things he used to say is you know one thing you'd always know about Michigan guys they love the program and they and they were team guys. Yeah, they sure and that are. doesn't mean that other guys from other programs weren't. But that was the one thing that he would always say the to us Michigan guys. And, and we were the only guys in practice ballast. This happened usually once or twice a season in training camp. We had to sing the victors for the rest of the, for the rest of the fans and the, and the new England Patriot football team, because no one cared about anybody else's fight songs. That's pretty cool. Half like the guys that. didn't even know the, the words to their fight songs, but right? we, we, of course we knew ours and we sang it for the team every year. And sing it proudly. That's right. So, and probably badly, if we're being honest. But of course. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. First things first, let's get to a, a read here. I want to uh, talk about one of our sponsors, Game Time, that I've used now twice. Uh, I was, I'm actually right now coming to you folks from a uh, hotel in Austin, Texas, because I'm stuck here for another day. I'm down here for a wedding uh, of a good friend's son, and I decided I was going to go to the Texas game. And I'm like, all right. These tickets are probably going to be crazy expensive, right? But I knew I could get the best deal from Game Time. Uh, I've got the Game Time app because uh, they are a sponsor, but I can promise you that it is the best thing that I have ever done in terms of getting secondary market tickets. So uh, I sat up uh, where up where there was a breeze. It was about 85 degrees and saw the first quarter and a half of Texas and BYU thanks to Game Time. Uh, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you which is exactly what I just did. Killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you'll have, which I did yesterday. Texas is really damn cool skiing. I'll bet you've been to a couple games there. I've never been road. to a football game, been to what? the stadium. Uh, no, okay. never, never went to a game there. Okay. Uh, of course, my high school in Texas, there's a lot of longhorn activity going on around you at all times. Yeah. And been, been to Austin a few times, was there a year or two ago for work. And uh, okay. it's a cool city. Obviously, yeah. a pretty cool campus down there. Big it football is. culture down there in Texas that is is you know it's a big deal yeah there are flash deals and last minute tickets uh, which is what i got 20 something bucks and they have an all-in feature that tells you what exactly the fees are that you're paying so uh easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area they have images of the seat views lowest price guarantee event cancellation protection job loss protection things like that it is the place for last minute ticket deals guys forget planning months in advance game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event uh, guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and roll for less, Game Time will credit you 
percent of the difference. So it's the fastest growing ticket app in the country, ticketing app in the country for a reason. Um, use code, folks. Download download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Wolverine for twenty dollars off your first purchase. That is Wolverine for twenty dollars off. And I can promise you, I've used it twice now, once for a Lions game, once for a Texas game in the two or three weeks that I've had this app, and it's fantastic. So, all right, let's talk about uh, business at hand, Skeen. Um, You know what? We want to be talking football here is what we want to be talking. And unfortunately, we are talking uh, we're talking about what's going on with Michigan football is, is, you know, I guess it's scandalous is what people are saying uh, in terms of Connor Stallions and analyst allegedly having people film games. Um, there are other allegations that have not really come out yet that he was actually physically at games and we'll see, uh, whether or not that is true. Uh, either way, it's a bad look, wouldn't you say for the, for the program and that, you know what, there are semantics in terms of, uh, as one person put it, okay, if you're just paying somebody to be there and the bylaws say that you can't be there, but you're paying somebody to be there. As someone explained to me, it'd be like hiring a hitman, right? Aren't you still culpable? Your thoughts on that? Well, gosh, I'd like to think that hiring someone to kill somebody is not being compared to recording football <laughs> sideline. Uh, uh, no, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, know what, I know what you're saying, right. but a, okay. a little bit of perspective here on the severity sure. of what this is all 100%. about and this silly game of football that we all love to watch and, and argue about. It's it's not a bad look. I don't. I agree. It's not a bad look. It's the optics don't look good. And then you mean it's not the, a good look. Well, yeah, it's it's not a good look is what I meant yeah. to convey there. But the, the optics are not good. And then I think I think part of the, the the speculation. The more you you know over the weekend here yesterday, just watching college football, every network, every commentator, someone has something to say about it. But none of this contains any of the actual facts and or evidence. And that's what I think we'd all love to hit the fast forward button on to find out what are the facts. What is the NCAA, everybody else going to have is actual evidence because that's all that's going to matter in the end. And then us fans can argue about whether Michigan was cheating or not, because that's what we're going to hear about for the next 10 whatever years because of what's out there. And I think, again, as we talked about before, this sucks for the players on the team that have done nothing wrong. The guys that have worked hard, they did everything they were asked to do, and they're the ones that get to suffer from this. But at the same time, I'm guessing inside that building, these guys are using this as a great motivation that, yeah, the world is coming after them. They want to take them out. They, they want to slant the playing field against them. And so there's probably quite the motivator on inside the wall, the walls of Schumacher Hall these days for these football players. And that was my question for you. If you were on a team like that where everybody's coming at you, wouldn't it be like Michigan against the world if you're in that locker room and like, F this, let's go out and kick everybody's ass. And that's really yes. one way, right, that you can you can say to everybody, you know what, signs or no signs like they did. Michigan State was given a heads up that Michigan might have their signs. So what happened? Michigan went out and kicked their ass 49 to nothing. Yeah. Michigan State was calling the plays in. So I guess that's kind of really your only recourse, right? Well, it, it, it may be the only thing you really can do. You know, the old cliches about controlling the controllable certainly is in play here. But Ballas, I have no doubts. I mean, it's not just it's not just your main rivals anymore, right? There's 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 no one who said indefinitely who who what other football programs have pointed the finger at Michigan for for cheating the system or doing whatever they're not supposed to be doing. But if I'm Michigan, the only thing that matters is whatever program is immediately ahead of me, starting with Purdue and beyond. And so anybody that lines up against me, no matter what jersey you're wearing or what school you represent, you're trying to take something away from me and my teammates. So that should be plenty of motivation on top of what they should already have, considering the way this season is going. And so this this team had you know undefeated national championship aspirations. But I think 
for the here and the now, this is the juice that's going to give them a little extra, a little extra punch come Saturday. I would think so, and it's fascinating because you bring that up about you know who turned them in, and there's a private investigating firm and and everything else. And uh, we got word last night. I was at a wedding. This is this is crazy, right? I mean, you can't make half the stuff that hasn't been reported yet is the most <laughs> fascinating stuff that you will ever hear. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, and you know, and, and Doug Skeen's been privy to some of it, and we'll talk about it as if and when it breaks, but. Um, as to the cast of characters, as to, you know, is there a whistleblower? Is there a private investigating firm? Which we know there is, uh, but where did that originate? So I'm sitting there in the wedding last night, and I thankfully I'd turned my phone off, but it starts buzzing in my pocket. I'm like, oh, man, you know, um, and thankfully it was a short ceremony. It was a beautiful ceremony, by the way, fantastic. Congratulations to Michael Schiller and his beautiful bride, Coco. Um, but uh, here's the thing. So I'm like, oh, man, you know, this is something, right? And uh, I knew it was because it always happens. It's a bye week. So, of course, we're writing our asses off, whatever. Long story short, too late, I understand. But uh, I get to I go out there and I jump into the bathroom to see what uh, after the ceremony was over. And sure enough, it is um, a couple of different sources um, because that thing was buzzing off the hook saying, okay, there are rumblings that the private investigating firm has some ties potentially allegedly to Ohio State, okay, that uh, now there's no evidence. There have been reports out there. Ryan Day's brother is a private investigator. So um, you know what? It's clear that Ryan Day is having Michigan investigated. A, that wouldn't surprise anybody. It sure as hell wouldn't surprise me. I can't imagine it would surprise you. But B, how does that change your thought process about this whole thing? If you've got a rival who, let's be very clear about this, is not and never has been squeaky clean about just about anything, uh, regardless of what anybody says and some of that's played out that way but how does that change your perception of of having a rival turn you in for something like that well again if i'm a player like i just said you know the red letter games maybe get a, a brighter shade of red a more intensified shade of red and you just look forward to getting on the field against them uh, that's how i that's how i feel sitting here just as you talking about this ballast and i and again here's a rival uh, you know, allegedly, because there's all boys, there's so much alleged this, and everybody's yes. got a YouTube channel has an opinion on this and their own evidence or what they've heard. There's there's no end to it. But again, if I'm if I'm Michigan, I, if I'm Coach Harbaugh, yeah, go ahead and read it, look at it, because everybody's saying nasty things about you and they're saying that you're not as good as as you know you you should be on paper because you know we're somehow some way we have an advantage. Um, I'm all I would be I'd be ready to go on Monday to play the rest of my games back to back Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, let's go line them up. And I think this is going to bode well for the here and the now for the football team. Um, you know, our Buckeye friends to the South and, and the head coach likes to say it's Ohio against the world. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's the world against Michigan right now. And certainly the college football world against Michigan. And it's probably how these guys are feeling. Yeah. And Ryan Day has, you know, made no secret of the fact that, you know, he talked about Clemson. He talked about another school. He's talked about people stealing signs and things like that, that, OK, this is something that he's been looking at. Um, we got a lot of people saying, boy, he sure comes across as soft. This guy does not take losing very well. And I want to make something else very clear here, too. There was a Yahoo article that before the 2022 game, Ohio State was well aware that Michigan was doing this or at least trying to steal their signals. So they changed things up. So there are no excuses for the 2022 game. I'm sorry. Uh, you got your ass kicked at home. You got beat 28 to three in the second half. So if you had any evidence in the first half that Michigan was stealing your signs, you had plenty of opportunity. And I get that. Oh, it's not so easy to change things up. Well, yeah, it is. You can. Yeah, it there. is. <laughs> yeah, that's, you can yeah, send your quarterback to the sideline. <laughs> hey, number one. And, and like Michigan State did and say, OK, and what UNLV did. 
in the fourth quarter of their game. If you go back and watch the film when they they thought uh, and we've heard from our national sources that UNLV is another one that brought it to the NCAA's attention. I have not verified that, but I wanted to say that is from somebody who heard that that uh, that is a national writer. But to me, um, okay, so you've got no excuses. Number two, man, are you you know what the whining going on here and suggesting that that's the only reason that Michigan kicked your butt uh, to me is way over the top. Well, Dallas, and last week when we talked, you know, I, I had said that uh, if you're a football coach in America and you have your system, whatever that system is to get plays on the field in your short huddle or at the line of scrimmage through cadences or whatever, if you're not changing them up on a regular basis, then you're a dumbass. You should be doing this all the time. You, I mean, it's just it's crazy that that coaches would be presumptuous enough, I guess is the word, or or not think that someone can figure it out. I mean, take away the the advanced scouting that Michigan is is alleged to have been conducting themselves doing. Uh, just the game day stuff. I mean, it's, there's enough television copy out there. There's enough YouTube videos out there. People in, this, in the stadium with their cell phones. I don't know if you caught this last night. I'm watching the football game, uh, the Ohio State-Wisconsin game. Dave Portnoy is at Wisconsin recording it and putting it on Twitter. And I thought that was a hilarious, you know, uh, uh, activity for him to take. And, and obviously he's making a point that if you're not changing up your system to get your plays in the field and constantly throwing a defense off, then that's your fault to a degree. And I'm not dismissing the allegations here of what, what's going on, but just as a general practice, I mean, going back 30 years and we were there, we had a different system, but we had built into the system, dummy calls yeah. and fakes and opposites, because we knew by the end of the game, these these this defensive front and the and when the defense was out there, the offensive front was going to figure out the call. So we had to have something built in to change it up to right. keep people guessing. And yep. it, I don't maybe I'm just old school. If if coaches have forgotten or, or, or gotten away from that in the last 10, 15 years, when when one good grief, when everybody you know you watch college football and the quarterback's out there calls for the ball and then he stops. And everybody looks to the sideline and gets the play. Right. If coaches aren't thinking that maybe I should have a curveball or two in there, then you're a dumbass. <laughs> Doug Skeen, this is why we bring you on the show. Uh, Michigan's five-time, five-time uh, All Big Ten, uh, uh, five-time Big Ten champion, uh, offensive lineman, and All Big Ten offensive lineman. Okay, I was talking to some people down here in the South, right? Because I, you know, when I was at the game, I had fans around me, and a guy, you know, where are you from? And a friendly crowd, man. I love these people. Uh, this dude was actually from Mississippi. He goes, man, do they get an asterisk at the end of this year if, if they went out? And I said, I don't know. He goes, I don't I think that's bullshit. And then he tells me a story about how he's got a, a, a friend who sits in the owner's box at some of these NFL games. And there are people in the owner's box taking film of the sidelines every game. And he said, you know what? This is everybody's doing it everywhere. And I ran into an Alabama fan that's laughing. He said, man, you think we don't have 30 fans in the stands? You know what? We're recording uh, somebody's Tennessee's every every game. Of course, you. Of course, they do. This is not limited to Michigan. What is limited to Michigan is the stupidity with which they did this. Okay, number one, you're buying tickets to games in your own name. Um, with all due respect to to Connor Stallions, you know, uh, I, maybe that just proves that Michigan isn't as good as at, at cheating uh, as some of the others. But uh, there have been some SEC shorts. I don't know if you saw the SEC short on this. I'm going to send it to you after it's fantastic. We're like, no, no. So, so you want me to go get some tickets from the interstate? No, no. I want you to put them in your name and I want you to, and I want you to create this paper trail. And he's like, all right, all right. And uh, anyway, you got to watch it. If anybody out there hasn't seen it, uh, I would uh, highly recommend uh, looking for that. But 
the other parts of this is that, okay, if this is a private investigating firm from another school, boy, didn't you just open a can of worms? If the NCAA comes down on you, you say to your, some of your boosters are going to say, you know what? Good deal, man. I got a million bucks and I'm going to go down to Ohio State this week. And you don't think that I am going to scrape up every little piece of dirt on this program right now. And this is just going to be an absolute free for all, which I think it would be. It could, it, it could be, right? So yeah. I, I was just thinking through this last night at the end of another gay, a day of college football and thinking, how, how's the NCAA going to handle this? Now, of course, it depends on what is actual evidence. What kind of paper trail you're talking about, electronic or physical paper or receipts or whatever you want to call it, what's, what's that actually going to show? And then how's the NCAA going to deal with this? Yeah. And, of course, I go back to the same answer all the time, Ballas. Figure out a better system to get your plays on the sidelines or, or get your quarterback to come to the, come in there, like, like you're saying. Go to the NFL and put radios in there, and then there'll be allegations that someone cracked the frequency and they're listening to the other team, and some coach is going to go, they got our frequency. They had a decoder on the sideline they bought on Amazon for $39.95. I got Probably Ryan teams. Day. Probably Ryan Day would be that guy, but go ahead, continue. <laughs> but the point is, it's it's all the same, and maybe this has been a big shakeup now across college football, if there's any truth to this, that, that Michigan did have it figured out, that coaches need to be smarter. And they need to demand more out of their players and, and have guys ready to go to change things up. But it's it's never going to end. And this could go in so many different directions that I don't think any of this is good for college football. And admittedly, it sucks. This absolutely sucks that it's Michigan that's the one who's at the lead of this, this mess. And again, for me, I, I often, I, of course, I watch these seasons progress. And I think, you know, for the experience, for the guys in the uniform, this is not what they wanted. And this is, but this is what they got. And I think yeah. it's kind of sucks because these guys, let's just say they do what we want them to do, run the table, win the whole thing and bring home the big, big trophy for the rest of their lives. These guys are going to hear. Yeah, but yeah, but yep. you guys had, you know, yep. and I think that's the part that really stinks. Yeah, it does. And at the same time, when you go back to Spygate with the, the Patriots and Bill Pelichick, and when you go back to deflate gate with Tom Brady, if you continue to kick everybody's ass and who knows if Michigan will get that opportunity here because we know that Michigan's conservative. Are they going to sign Jim Harbaugh to a big deal and say, bleep you, we're going to sign our coach and we're going to continue on with this guy and we're going to dominate you for the next 10 years. You know, for the, I think for Spygate, it was a $500,000 fine and it was a four-game suspension for Tom Brady for Deflategate. You know what? You got an opportunity to show, okay, it wasn't us stealing your signs and it wasn't deflated balls. We just kicked your ass. Well, right? in, in, in memory, if you remember now, but Tom Brady talked about how motivating that was and how yes. much that pissed him off. And, yes. and, I, and he probably worked 10 times harder. And I bet the rest of his teammates did, did, did too, because they were angry about it. Right. Um, all right. I'm going to take a quick break here to talk about bird dogs. Another one of our sponsors are fantastic. I'm wearing their shorts right now. Uh, bird dogs, stretch khaki shorts. I've got a pair of pants as well. Long, uh, long sleeve pants that I wear to golf skiing, which you would appreciate designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg giving you a truly sculpted look. Yes, even you, Doug Skeen. So uh, that's Sculpt, why he, not a word that's usually associated with me. No, this is why he wants to kick my ass on the golf course, okay? Uh, and, you, and always does. Uh, bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. I can promise you these are not. It stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Uh, Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Again, perfect for our Doug Skeen. 
Um, showing your, yeah. So uh, we've got. Uh, I sweat a lot, Alice. You do. I know you do because you take it damn seriously. <laughs> Go to birddogscom slash Wolverine or enter promo code Wolverine for a free Hydro Flask style tumbler with your order. That's birddogscom slash Wolverine or promo code Wolverine for a free Hydro Flask style tumbler. You want to take your bird dogs off? We promise you. Again, uh, fantastic stuff. We can't thank them enough for their for uh, sponsoring our our podcasts. So um, once again, birddogs.com slash Wolverine, promo code Wolverine. Um, all right. I want to, I want to tackle something else here about this. And unfortunately this is the, the talk of the, the week and the day and everything else. So we're going to continue here, but uh, how about this talk of a whistleblower and this being an inside job? There are two things. Have you heard about the Jim Stapleton guy? Have you read about that at all? I read uh, a little bit of what you wrote okay. about it. Uh, yep. Just a little bit. Yep. And John Bacon basically called him out and he said, I'm, there's no doubt in his mind that Jim Stapleton is the NCAA leak. Now, this is a guy who allegedly, or was alleged to, if you go back and to Stretchgate, remember how stupid that was, too much time stretching. Mm-hmm. And um, I think he wrote a four-page response or something to, you know, denying his involvement in that. Um, the, the rumor had it that he wanted Ron English as the coach and he was going to do everything he could. To, regardless, uh, I've heard too much about this guy to not believe that, you know what, um, I, I guess I can't say that. I, I, I'm going to say this is all alleged. However, uh, the issue I have here, if what John Bacon says is true, is how are we, how are they letting any him anywhere near this program? Number one, I don't care how much money he has. He's a minority owner of the Minnesota Vikings and is alleged to hate Jim Harbaugh or not like Jim Harbaugh as well. So if he is friends with some in the athletic, in the athletic department and he's coming to games and sitting in boxes and things like that, uh, how are they allowing that? Um, to me, that is an unbelievable conflict of interest that this guy is employed by the NCAA and apparently or allegedly has it out for his alma mater. Wouldn't that bother you? Well, it depends on who you are. Of course, I, I don't, you know, well, here's the one thing I know that, that Jim Harbaugh in his collegiate career, Jim Harbaugh in his NFL quarterback and career, Jim Harbaugh as a head coach coming up through the college ranks into the NFL and then back into the college ranks here with Michigan. Um, I've said this before, Jim Harbaugh uh, is probably going to rub you the wrong way at one point or another. Mm-hmm. And and I, I think he's absolutely comfortable with that because he's a laser focused guy on, on what he finds to be his priorities. And, uh, and he's probably going to figure out a way to win. And, and when he does, he's going to be that guy that slaps you on the back after that uh, San Francisco Detroit lion game. And maybe just, maybe just kind of, you know, squeeze your hand a little harder and maybe let you know that he just beats you. In this day and age, Ballas, there's a lot of people that don't like that. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people that don't like guys like Jim Harbaugh who stand up and and make controversial statements on national social issues like abortion. There's a lot of things that Jim Harbaugh does and says, uh, uh, you know, the way he carries himself, you know, the commentary that he makes. You know, some people think they were born on third base. Or, or they hit a triple, but they were born on third. All the, all the things that he just sort of does that has been consistent throughout the time I, I first ever remember seeing him on television when I was in high school, he's consistent. And, and the downside of that is it can create enemies, right? But I think Jim knows this and he doesn't care. I've, I've, you know, I've been pretty clear over the years that I think Jim Harbaugh is not a warm and fuzzy guy and that's okay with me. That's fine with me. But it's not it's not fine with other, with everybody else. So the downside is is you can create some enemies, and and you know a lot of people want to be warm and fuzzy with the head coach at Michigan. But this guy's not probably not going to be that with you, 
And uh, you, if you get all butthurt about it and your feelings get hurt, I don't think he cares. And if it's Stapleton guy, allegedly, or, or anybody else over the years that he's rubbed the wrong way and they've got a chance to take him down or hit him in the kneecap, then they will. And maybe that's what's going on here. I don't know. But yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if that's what comes out. The sources that we have uh, that are very close to it on both sides believe there's no there's no chance that there's not somebody on the inside helping them either voluntarily, and there are a lot of people who think that, and maybe more than one even, okay? But your options here, uh, and you and I have talked about this, you're talking about if a private investigator and firm is going out and looking for somebody, there are so many, right? You're talking about guys maybe he fired, guys that looked for other jobs at other schools because he let them go. You're talking about former analysts that maybe got the ax. You're talking about, we haven't even talked about Matt Weiss and the FBI. I think maybe we did a little bit, but you know, if the FBI finds a, a computer, they have access to all this stuff. All it takes is one Ohio State FBI guy or fed, you know, to say to his buddy, Hey man, you guys might want to look into this or something like that. And you know, all the people are saying, Oh my gosh, that would be unethical, blah, 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 blah. Come on, man. Let's not be naive here about stuff that goes on out there uh, and sharing of information and everything else. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm saying that's a possibility. There are a couple possibilities out there, folks, that uh, when they break, you're going to be absolutely floored. And it's, uh, you know what, this is like a, like I told you and Chris Stapleton, former Michigan punter. This is like a potential 30 for 30 episode, if not a movie at some point, how, how crazy some of this stuff is. Um, not that just what's being alleged, but what we know to be true. And so well, it's not, it's not up to us to, to report it folks until we have specifics on it. But here's the thing, Skeen, uh, if it's an inside job and it's somebody who worked formerly for the university of Michigan or is there now, uh, that would piss me off to no end. Well, of course it would, it'd be disappointing. And if somebody's personal feelings got in the way and, and they're the ones that, that started this fire and it turns out, this is the important part, that it turns out that there is no hard evidence, that this was just someone trying to take the program down mm -hmm. and take Jim down and whoever else they had a bad feeling about, and there's no substance to, to this, then, well, I think that's, that's borderline criminal, you know, right? You know, you, there's, there's laws against, you know, accusing people of heinous crimes when it wasn't true. There should be, right. and that could be the case here. But again, I go back to what we said at the beginning of this conversation. I wish I could just hit the fast forward button and find out what are the facts, what's the actual evidence, but this, none of this happens fast. This no. isn't going to be done until the season's over with, no. unless something crazy happens and all of a sudden there's hard evidence for everybody to see. And unless that happens, you know, it's, it's going to drag on and drag on and that sucks. Yeah. So it's just, it just continues and continues. And I, and I, again, for the third time, I'll go back. The players suffer. The program takes a hit. The reputations of all these guys takes a hit and there better be some really good evidence at the end of this, or otherwise you're going to have, I would think probably more legal action, right? right. If someone's reputation has been damaged and, and these guys' careers sometime in the future, they get, you know, they get an asterisk next to their name for being part of this when there was really nothing ever. Right. There's going to be some hurt feelings on both sides. Right. And I would I want to say what we've reported so far is that the NCAA, our sources at Michigan, believe that the NCAA has given them what they have so far. Uh, that does not mean, folks, everybody's like, oh, that's great news. And yes, it is great news for now, right, as to how to proceed right now. They are in the first inning of an investigation in which they are talking about interviewing Michigan coaches. Uh, there have been conflicting reports as to whether or not that's already happened. But we do know that meetings put, took place on Thursday between the NCAA and others and that it was their intention of interviewing some folks in, uh, in the Michigan football building. So uh, whether or not that happened, we don't know. Um, but it will at some point. And if it hasn't yeah. yet, uh, you know, 
basically what's been told is that this is the first inning, guys. Uh, the NCAA is just starting its own investigation after having gotten all this stuff from the private investigation firm. And everybody's saying, oh, they're moving so quickly. And why is this moving so quickly? Well, they were in town. Michigan hasn't even been served with a notice of allegations or a notice of investigation yet, from what we understand. Maybe maybe the notice of investigation, and we will find that out soon enough. But they weren't in, haven't been served a notice of allegations over Burgergate with the alleged contact, illegal contact with recruits. So, no, I don't think they are expediting this. All the talk, though, about the Big Ten getting involved, you want to talk about setting a precedent. How about if the Big Ten were to say, okay, we're not going to let you, Michigan, do this uh, because of this, this, and this. You know, uh, I don't see that happening in any way, shape, or form. Number one, there's too much money involved here for the from the networks and for the Big Ten. Um, the Big Ten, uh, yeah, I don't see that happening. And again, I'm talking to the people on on both sides of it, uh, the NCAA side um, and the Michigan side, and people close to the Big Ten. I don't think that's on the table as of yet. But I want to stress here, Skeen, that. If other stuff were to come out that was really damning, then every option would be on the table. That includes suspensions. That includes, I don't know about vacating games, but I do know, and speaking, again, speaking to Michigan personnel, suspensions, um, and, you know, who knows what for the season. But right now we don't anticipate that, and I guess that's good news as far as that goes. Well, absolutely. It has to be. You can't, you can't, right. you, can't uh, you know, discipline or you can't put penalties in place and sentence people to prison without the, the due, their due process. So we're, unfortunately, this due process is going to take too long for the, for this season. This thing's going to be over with here in six to eight weeks, and, and this is going to drag on. So the Big Ten, you know, unless some some absolute clear-cut evidence of of a Michigan staffer at the, you know, at the horseshoe taking pictures and uploading it to the cloud and it's going back in, unless something crazy comes out, the Big Ten can't make a move and, put Michigan on the sideline. But the one thing that, that I do believe that uh, the president, Ward Manuel, Jim Harbaugh, I think that they will cooperate. And the NCAA people were in town this week. And if they were talking to coaches, they're talking to coaches. My understanding is cooperation means, hey, yeah, talk to whoever you want. Go ahead. We have nothing to hide. This is what we, this is what we are. So, you know, those are the kinds of lessons that, you know, hopefully they're teaching. So Anyway, there's a hundred there's 120 young men in that football program that are watching and learning from this as well so Michigan has to do the right thing through this and and to uh you know to have the the ability to stand up with the with the pride of the block M on the shirt when this when the dust settles on this thing no matter how it ends up Michigan has to have uh the confidence that they did it the right way yeah, and the Portnoy stuff cracked me up, by the way. Dave, uh, <laughs> shout out to you, man, for uh, carrying the water here. Because, just, you know just, what? It was a little bit, it was kind of funny. Raw draws a little bit of ridiculousness to the whole thing because right. it's true, right? I mean, it's... But this is not there. limited. I don't care. <laughs> this is not what's going on in, in terms of fans or people stealing signals or, or videotaping signals on the sidelines is not limited to Michigan. This is not something that, okay, oh my God, you know, pearl clutching. I can't believe this is going on in college football. There are a, a ton of, of more egregious violations going on on a daily basis than what uh, is going on here. But of course, Michigan's an easy target because half the time they bend over number one, half the, and you know what, it's a big name. And if the NCAA wants one, they understand that Michigan's probably going to cooperate. And we're undefeated, and you right. got a coach that rubs you the wrong way, and people don't like him. Some people don't like him, et cetera. Ballas at the – did you see – I think it was the BYU-Texas game. 
Mm-hmm. I looked at the BYU sideline, and they're, they've got a, a blanket of towels or something protecting their coaching sideline from the from the press box side above. I know, I think it was the Texas game, but it was it's because it was, I was. It's because I was there, and I you were there. That's the right. Town. Were you Absolutely. sitting on the Were you sitting on the BYU I, side? <laughs> I have been told not to comment uh, on any such things. My attorneys have told me. Um, you know what? Well, uh, listen, I do not man. represent. I am an unbiased journalist, and I do not represent the university in any way. So what I was doing there is nobody's business. Of that. So. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the wedding. But you watch college football this last Saturday. You watch it next weekend. It doesn't matter whether it's a potential Michigan target or not, or Michigan opponent in the future or not. There's always coaches, whether they have their mixture of goofy signs or whatever, they're covering stuff up. This has been going on for a long, long time. But, you know, please, can we just get to the facts and the evidence so we can all move on? But that's not going to happen fast. It could be a while. There's no question about it. And I would caution again, you know, for anybody who thinks, boy, the worst is over. I remember that Fab Five deal. And I'm not comparing this to the Fab Five scandal in any way. But you're thinking, man, it can't get any worse after this. And then something leaks. Man, it can't get any worse after this than something leaks. And then when the the feds are involved, uh, you know what? There are no secrets anymore for the most part. Mm -hmm. You know what? They are all over your stuff. And uh, to me, that's one thing that's always been in the back of my mind is that, hey, whatever had Matt Matt Weiss had, they have access to. So and it's not like he had a chance to wipe things clean or whatever. And I'm not alleging any wrongdoing here. I'm just saying, uh, you know what? That's just something to keep in the back of your mind. So anyway, he's Doug Skeen. Let's talk uh, real quick about the rest of the Big Ten and how bad it sucks. Mm, yeah, boy, the, the football yesterday was not good yeah. uh, across across America. Not a whole lot of good games. Kansas, Oklahoma was a good game to watch finish. Yep. Uh, Wisconsin at Ohio State. But man, if Wisconsin's offense could have any kind of life at all, I think they win that football game. Uh, the Buckeyes clearly run through uh, Harrison Jr., outstanding player. Uh, you got it. You know, Wisconsin just doesn't have anybody that can cover that guy one on one. So I'm imagining, all right, who's going to cover that guy from one on one from Michigan? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why do you then? Why not give some safety help over there or something? Well, yeah, like you that have to. I, okay. They have to. But even, but even then, I mean, that that guy just catches everything. He's an right. incredible player. Yes. And then when they have a healthy running back backfield, that, that running back of theirs last night uh, had a really good night. Ohio State was blocking really well. And you watch the end of line or the, or the behind the view. Ballas, guess what they're running? 46, 47 G variations of it, man. Block down the front side, bring a tight end around and smash a thing up in there. So Ohio State's trying to do the same thing we've been doing for three years. So we'll see if they're any good at it by the time we get around to playing them. Uh, Penn State, Indiana. Yikes. Uh, Penn State looks like the kind of average team that I kind of thought they were. They don't look all that great. Indiana plays tough and, and Michigan State is still not good. Uh, that game was not easy to watch and sitting there watching it with a Spartan fan. And it's kind of sad at this point. They're, they're kind of a terrible train wreck at this point. But yeah. The big 10 stinks. It just think, stinks except so. for two and a half teams. You know, yeah. it's just, yeah, not good. Yeah, I've used that too. Two and a half teams. Sad is a relative term, by the way, sad. Some, <laughs> some someone's sad might be somebody else's elation. You know what I'm well, talking Well, you know, we go back to that 10 year stretch where we're getting our noses rubbed in it. Right. Yes. right. I so. had, uh, it was, it was, uh, Last week, a coworker of mine is a, is a Michigan State grad, and he's like, "Hey, did you guys really need to score that touchdown late in the game?" I was like, "Listen, listen to me, very closely. Those were third string kids out there, and they practice and do all the work that everybody else has to do. So they let them play, and they scored. That's your problem, not our problem." Yeah. And then, and then going back to the year where D'Antonio called the timeout and left the starters on the field just to drop one on us. Um, right. So those things aren't forgotten, right? right. So, uh, right. yeah, I don't, I'm don't. i not apologizing for 49 to nothing. 
Um, but their program's a mess. And again, I do like Coach Barnett. He was a good teammate of mine in New England all those years ago. Seems like a super guy, but yep. that's the worst Spartan football team I've seen in 30 years. They got nowhere to go but up, and it's a mess. And yeah. for the most part, the rest of the Big Ten is as well, except for Ohio State, us, and maybe Penn State, but eh, yeah. not so sure. Yep, nowhere to go but up is debatable at this point. Uh, there, there always seems to be. Uh, somewhere lower uh, when you think you've hit rock bottom. So we'll see where Michigan State goes. We'll see where the rest of the Big Ten goes. Can't wait for the Purdue game. There's four games left. Maryland loses at home. Uh, or they lose to – Maryland loses – They were on the road. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry. The more, Maryland loses at Northwestern. I don't care where you lose to Northwestern. That's a terrible loss. There were yeah. some saying that they were the fourth-best team in the conference just recently. Yeah. And, uh, is there a fourth-best team in the conference, or are they all, you know, 11th worst or whatever? You know, fourth oh, worst. Gosh. Um – Man, a fourth best team in the Big Ten. Clayton, Wisconsin, but their offense balance, they had so many chances in their offense. Of course, they got a young quarterback. Yeah. Doesn't feel confident yet. And and anybody that watched that game last night, he's taking sacks. So I watched the quarterback on obvious passing downs and, and right away, right? Catches the gets the ball, he sets in the pocket, 1001, and he feels pressure. And where do his eyeballs go? Yeah. Down, and he's looking around at his pressure yep. instead of keeping his eyes downfield. And so you can what if you watch that game last night and you watch the young Wisconsin quarterback and you watch Michigan and JJ play, that's the difference yeah. between yeah. high level stuff and just learning stuff. And yeah. Wisconsin's quarterback's gonna get better. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't enough to beat Ohio State. Nope. And then you've got Iowa, which lost at home to Minnesota recently, so uh, they're not any good. They're off. They got screwed, Ballas. No, that, they did that not. Fair catch. That fair catch thing. Come on. No, no. That kid. That kid was pointing at a dangerous ball, and he was waving with his left arm. And the second you do that, per the rule book. The play is dead when somebody touches it. And it happened to Minnesota three weeks earlier. Okay, then coaches have to change because they've been teaching punt returners. But it's a dangerous ball. They're all yelling, Peter, 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 right? And they're doing this, right? And So they got to change. So what what are these kids supposed to do for their teammates? Hey, don't touch the ball. Yeah, you got to have a hand signal. Yeah, well. There has to be something. I'm sorry, but the role as written, and and it's as like P.J. Flex said in his press conference, he said that happened to us three weeks ago. And uh, he said, I'm not apologizing for that. They made the right call. And sadly, uh, you know what? It's the rule, does, and that's exactly Does right. the rule say anything? And I don't know the rule. Mm-hmm. You know, being transparent, transparent mm-hmm. here. Does does the rule say anything about the hand no. eclipsing or going above the head? Nope. Not, then they not need to change that rule. Yep. They need to change the rule so the players can do the safe sign, right. get away from it. However, if your hand goes above your head, then that's a fair catch. All right, but change the rule, but don't sit there and complain about it when it isn't forced correctly uh, at this point is my point. Yeah, okay, fans. I'll give it yeah. to you. Jesus, yeah. sound like, you know, sound like you're a row-the-boat guy. You love no, them to win. No, I just, I, you know what, I I, I actually uh, like Iowa's program, or at least I did, you know, but for the last, you know what, and when I need to get to sleep, all I do is pop in their offense and uh, boom. Yeah, or any other offense in the Big Ten not named Michigan or Ohio State. They yeah. all stink. These they offenses are terrible. Yeah, I can't wait. Wait to see Michigan against a few of them. He's Doug Skeen, Michigan's All Big Ten offensive lineman and five-time Big Ten champion. Skeen, we'll talk to you next week. Go blue. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.